0: mm
1: for the Woo! dinner table!
2: Yay! Woohoo! There's Lolly tippy-tapping for a call. That's
1: it. It's nice to have a little bit of a pop. We didn't have any yeah. pops, did we over spooky season? Or no.
2: Did we? No. Uh, I think we had two because we did it in two sittings.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. We definitely Ooh! did. There she is. Hang on.
2: There we go. Happy dog. Happy dog. So
1: welcome listeners to the realm of sugar balls, high strangeness and thankfulness to the Norse gods. Thanks, Odin. Thanks, Odin. We are a podcast that talks about all things we find strange and interesting. We go from mythical legend to conspiracies with sides of ghosts, hauntings and a sprinkling of aliens and cryptids. Welcome. Welcome,
2: oh, everyone. Oh, we did cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was the shit, was <laughs> The shit is tap. Well oh how's so your week s-
1: it's good spooky season is kind of not over when we're recording this but no? our spooky season is over five yeah. episodes in a month that's the first that was uh, amazing. Didn't know how we would have done that.
2: Well, we've done it.
1: Yeah, and thank you to all of the people that downloaded. We've had yeah. some listeners in Belgium and Ooh. Russia and Spain and Norway this oh, week.
2: Oh, lovely. I know. Fab. And the Forest of Dean. And the Forest of Dean. Two people message me saying that they've listened, who live in the Forest of Dean. Yes.
1: Have you had a good week?
2: Yes, I have. It's been very nice. It's half term this week. Oh, very good it's nice to be on holiday good and i'm staying slightly inebriated for the whole week good so we can expect
1: expect <laughs> expect i was going to say we can expect slurring but then something took over my yeah. mouth
2: you're uh what's it called i don't know in a demon yeah slurring okay we've
1: had quite a few milestones go past those though so i feel like we just need to celebrate those come on moment. episode 50
2: well done done us. Done. Episode
1: 52. Done. Done. That's two years official.
2: Two years. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Hold it
2: by the stem.
1: Oh, Oh, that that was was better. better. Mm. So, thank you to everybody that's been on this very weird and wonderful journey that is not for the dinner table with us.
2: Yeah. Blasting in your ears for two years. (laughs) Oh, that rhymes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: blasted in your ears for two years.
2: Oh yeah, years. <laughs> if I say in my forest accent, blasted in your ears for two years <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sound like Alice from the Bickery. I can't believe it's not butter, isn't I can't believe it's not butter.
0: And I can't believe the stuff that is, I can't
1: believe it's not butter, it's not butter is, and I can't believe it's not butter. And that it's not, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I was watching that the other day. I love it. Anyway, right, have we got any news before yes. we delve into episode 53? I've got speed news, have you? I've got one piece of news. Well, that's
2: amazing, because when you walked in, you didn't have any.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I'm a speed reader. You're
2: a speed newser.
1: Yes, this just in.
2: Speed news.
1: <laughs> Shall we sing the jingle? Okay. No, no news is good news, good news, but some news might, might be nice news.
2: Not for the dinner table. News! Beautiful.
1: Do you want me to go first? Maybe we could do a Dave News sandwich.
2: Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to do my UFO news first. Okay. In the Huffington Post online, so it's called the Huff Post. Huff Po. Yeah. Harry Reid confirms federal government cover-up UFOs for years. (gasps) Oh! There, he's quoted to say there's more than one up there what's Ooh. that up there more than one what's that's that? what what's there more is. than one up there former senate majority leader says in the new ufo documentary the phenomenon available on vod i don't know what that is video on demand right brilliant he says why the federal fe, federal you oh, are too pissed He says, why the federal government all these years has covered up, put the brakes on everything, stopped it, I think it's very bad for our country. Fox asked, are you saying that there is some evidence that still hasn't seen the light of day? He replied, I'm saying most of it hasn't seen the light of day. Ooh. So there's stuff going on that we don't know about. Insert X-Files jingle here. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Well, of course there is.
2: <clears throat> but then read a couple of reviews, most of them very positive for the phenomenon. Yeah. But one that said, if you are a UFO hunter, don't bother watching it because it's literally everything that has been said before.
1: Oh, okay. So... yeah. It is no news.
2: I've debunked myself <laughs> again.
1: You're very good at that. You're a great journalist. <laughs> you managed to debunk yourself before in a single article. Yes, I well, think I'm so. going to do the same with my news, to be Brilliant. fair. Brilliant. Go. Okay. So if 2020 couldn't get any worse, a viral article is claiming that CERN, the Large Hadron Collider, is about to make contact with a parallel universe. I
2: just like that it's called CERN. What does CERN
1: stand for? Because it's all in capitals. I don't know. Well, we'll find out for the next episode. Brilliant. Or let us know, listeners, at notforthedinnertable at gmail.com.
2: Ooh, that was smooth.
1: I know. So on iflscience.com, it's been reported that an article has been circulating the internet claiming that scientists at the Large Hadron Collider are hoping to make contact with a parallel universe within days. This was posted on, I think, around the 17th of October. So they've obviously already done oh, it by now. Done it. Perhaps, understandably, people are saying that this really is not the year to try and contact Parallel Universe, and maybe we should uh, stop that, and others believe that we actually might summon Cthulhu as part of the Parallel Universe destruction stuff. Anyway, um, that's the
2: happy little story
1: then. (laughs) Well. Unfortunately, like many viral stories, it is nonsense. It's also five years old. So hey. unless they made contact with the parallel universe and then kept it on the down low, either out of modesty or because it actually was Cthulhu, um, it's fair to conclude that nothing has happened. Or what do you think of the fact that when they did it five years ago, we all shifted that's what into I was the just parallel about to say. world? Maybe we're that's living in twenty sixteen. Donald Trump became president. Yeah. Maybe we all... Maybe they did it and we all went into this crazy place. Yeah. That's it's... why
2: 2020 is happening. Yeah. We've been parallel-universed. Yeah. Mm.
1: So there you go. That's my bit of news.
2: Well done. Thanks for that.
1: It's interesting that there might be parallel dimensions, though.
2: Well, I'm sure there is. Like, the f- uh, like uh, looking at the sky makes my head want to explode most of the time if I start thinking about it too long. Like the stars...
1: What would you say to your parallel self if you could ask her a question?
2: I would say, uh, "Don't worry about it."
1: That's not a question.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, what, should I, what would I What would I? What would you ask her? Um, what's it like in your parallel universe? Right. <laughs> what would you ask yours?
1: I'd be like, "What's the vodka like?" Oh do you have k-pop over there
2: oh that's all you're interested in
1: <laughs> is it better than our k-pop is it called if it k-pop is, i'm
2: coming over not yeah, been I mean, walking through so that dimensional door through that black hole do you have a band called black pink because if you don't i'm coming straight back
1: yeah maybe they're called like white blue over there or something oh no I just don't yeah. know do
2: yeah anyway right <laughs> The last <laughs> bit of news from me was I've had a, a spooky phenomenon at Brain Court again. Again? Yeah. What's happening now? So on Thursday, I went to do our friend, friend of the show, Kirsty's lash lift.
1: Oh, hi Kirsty. friend Kirstie. of the show.
2: Um, and I was setting up the room. I'd set up the room, then I had to go to the bathroom, went to the bathroom, sat on the lavvy. Um, knew that Kirsty was on her way, like she was going to be there any minute and heard running up the hallway outside the salon um, and shouted out from the toilet, hello! Because I thought she was in the house and I thought she brought her um, daughter with her which I knew she was bringing Phoebe anyway Anyway, came out of the loo, no one there but like properly heard like, like proper running up the hallway and went downstairs and as i like went downstairs Kirsty rang the bell at the front door went and opened the door and i was like oh my god i thought you were in the house because i just heard running upstairs and she was like i just heard someone in the house and i just said to phoebe oh sophie's coming because i can hear her i can hear someone in the house she's on her way down the stairs that's so weird. weird. It was so weird.
1: Yeah, we need to put an investigation on our 2021 list of things definitely. to do. Definitely.
2: There is a lot going on in that Get house. The at the cat and the K2s
1: in there. Yeah, definitely. That's
2: it. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's fabulous. News. Well, what are we talking about tonight, Dave?
2: Well, we've got friends with us, Dave. <gasps> friends. Friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> we've got friends of the show, Gina and Rob. Woo-hoo. They're coming to talk about true crime. Ooh. It's very exciting.
1: Fabulous.
2: So, Rob, we're here to talk to you about true crime today. Ooh. It's yes. very exciting.
1: Thank
0: you for having me.
2: You're welcome. We think. Well, hopefully, <laughs> Depends how it goes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> blooper all.
2: So, tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about.
0: Okay. Well, just set the scene a little bit. Yep. Um, I did quite a lot of ancestry research about 10 years ago. And I managed to go back on both my father's and mother's side quite a substantial way. Right. On my father's side, I went back to the 1600s. So I know, wow. I know where the surname comes from, from 1600s. And it's all the way back in sort of Essex area. And you can trace it right up until present day, which is really exciting. Did you get your heraldry? What uh, What's on your heraldry? Yes, yeah, I've got the Ellis heraldry. There's a... there's, a, it, there's some... Um, it comes back over from Italy, effectively. Oh. Uh, it's an Italian... it comes from an Italian name, I can't remember the exact name, but... Elistio. Elisio or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> As, estes or something? Uh, uh, yeah, something? like that. Estes. estes. Yeah. Rob mm. yeah. I might just run with that for the future. <laughs> no, That's so. more exotic. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Roberto-, <laughs> Roberto.
0: Um so I did quite a lot of that and uh, you know you're always expecting to find things that are interesting oh, and yes. you know we've all seen the programs where people find interesting things about their past. Uh it took a took a while to find things.
1: We're uh, literally doing an episode of who Do you think you are.
0: We are you are yeah, you who
1: are.
2: do you think you are Rob
0: yes I say
2: that
1: this
0: is, time. This, is uh, this is this is not quite the uh, not quite the Danny Dyer episode but um, pause it scrap it
2: yeah scrap it fuck it we're
1: You're not doing related anything.
0: to royalty we don't no <laughs> it's a little bit more closer to home than that Italian Ooh.
1: Italian royalty
0: yes, well, could good actually you might have to pay for me to go over there and do some more research well, maybe well. not yeah. The podcast when it gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, you're always hoping to find something interesting. Uh, th- this was relatively straightforward to find, uh, and I didn't quite. It, it sort of took me aback a little bit because there was so much on the internet oh, about wow. it. So effectively, uh, so that just to start the story about the person involved, this is my great grandfather. Ooh. okay. So, my dad's grandfather, my nan, who was still alive, her dad.
1: Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, is that three generations ago then? Yes. No, four.
0: Uh, Three from me, yeah. Yeah, Three from you. Yeah, two from my dad. And one from my nan.
2: Ooh.
0: So, uh, so. We're good at that. So good. So the the person in name is called Samuel James Furness.
1: Furness.
0: F-U-R-N-A-C-E. He was born around 1890. So uh, I say around because when I was doing my research, it was 1893. And I did all the censuses and all that sort of stuff. And it kind of came in 1893. But a lot of the other stuff I seen afterwards, the stuff you find on the Internet, which may or may not be true. Says so about 1890. We'll say about 1890. He was in World War I. He had three medals out of that. Um, he fought in the first campaign. He was a sergeant in the rifles uh, over in France. Um, I think I couldn't find anything after sort of 1915, so I think he was discharged early because uh, I later found out that he had gunshot wounds to his legs and arms.
1: Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And a huge
0: scar on his left. I think it's left bicep, something like that, um, so I think obviously he'd had injuries which he'd meant he had seen, to be discharged, yeah. he'd seen battle.
2: Seen battle.
0: Yeah. Um, and probably like a lot of people had huge mental scars and yeah. PTSD and all that sort of stuff from it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, as you can imagine. We, people yeah. didn't in, was no, It
1: wasn't well a it was, thing was it no. back then, well, just to come back to the war and get on, get just on kinda with Just kind of get it.
0: on with it. Yeah. So he would have been sort of mid-twenties really. When he had all of that, yeah, you know. I know it. there was younger people, but you know this. This is this story, and uh, so there's there's obviously there's a there's a huge gap in history that I don't know much about between sort of um, the First World War and 1930ish. Living in North London at the time, uh, around 1920, uh, where he married my uh, great grandmother, and then um, my nan, who is still with us, as I say, was born in 1928. Wow! All in sort of North London area, Um, what I can sort of gather from what he did after the war and obviously with his injuries he probably couldn't do a great deal but he was a sort of a jobbing builder, decorator, in some things he's called a a master builder, some things he's just called a a jobbing um, sort of workman and that sort of thing so he was probably just going from job to job and you know trying to find his way as a lot of people probably did in those times and to sort of set the scene around the nineteen thirty, uh, we're talking about post World War One, trying to the country trying to repair the country and uh, economically after the war, mm. and then the Great Depression came at the end of the nineteen twenties, which obviously affected the UK as well. Um, and this story revolves around the start of 1933, which is effectively towards the end of when the Great Depression had a big issue in the UK, and then from there it started to get a lot better economically Mm -hmm. until obviously the Second World War. But there was obviously a looming Second World War, which probably didn't help matters. Um,
1: Those damn Nazis.
0: I know. (laughs) They were relentless, weren't they? so we rented a storage shed at 30 Hawley Crescent in Camden Town. Hawley Crescent is, is one of the roads that is still there, but it, there's a fish and chip shop on the site now. It's just off Camden High Street. Mm. Have so you right, been there? Uh, oh, I've been past. I've never been yeah. there for physically to go and see the fish and chip shop, but yeah. you can't see what was there. Um, it was like a shed in the back of a tenement type, you know. Here's a picture. Oh, I know your listeners won't be able to see it, but that was the shed.
2: We will put it on our Instagram. Yeah, well, the there will be a Which picture guitar. of this.
0: I think there's a picture of that online as well. Um, so that, that's, that was his office uh, shed for all of his building equipment and things like that. Um, and this is close to the Regent's Canal as well. So very, very close to where all the, um, uh, the market is and everything like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Camden Lock and all that. Mm-hmm. On the 3rd of January, 1933, this shed, his his office was found to be on fire by the person who owned owned the site um, tiger king yeah yes well no tigers involved in this one
3: <laughs> but i'm aware
0: of so it, it, the fire was put out relatively quickly because obviously there's a lot of people very densely populated put out quite quickly uh, inside was found the badly burnt body of a man sitting on a stool at a table. And there were two rooms to this office building. In the other room, there was a typewriter with a suicide note that read, No work, no money, goodbye, S.J. Furness. And it was left in the typewriter.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So the, the initial sort of investigation was, is this... Who he says he is, suicide note, burnt body. They spoke to a neighbour who said this office was owned by Samuel Furness. That's him.
3: Mm. Case closed. Probably quite a frequent
0: occurrence mm. as well. But what given would the you say? Exactly, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was well, probably. No a, DNA, it not back then. No. But what would you say was strange, more than anything, about the fact that there was a, a burnt body sitting in a seat?
1: Was it sitting in the seat next to the typewriter, like no. at a desk? No. What, what? Was it tied to that chair? No.
0: Oh God! What would you do if you set yourself on fire?
2: Run around. Would you sit in the like seat? a lunatic?
3: Yeah.
2: Going. Ah! <laughs> I'm on
1: fire! i <laughs> <Really? laughs> <works>. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me like. I don't does
2: want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what it's mean, I mean,
1: like spontaneous combustion? Because people, that happens. Yeah. People just with a, sit With a oh, with yeah. a silly. I mean, just really lucky. He's <laughs> <laughs> like even about to it. get the noose out and then he's just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa <laughs> I don't need to do anything. Ideal. <laughs> the perfect crime. But
0: then this wouldn't be true uh, crime if no. Uh, no. that was the end of the story. And of course, that's not the end of the story because it's, ridiculous that someone who burned themselves alive would just sit in a chair no. and burn. So did that raise suspicion? That, in itself, at the start, didn't raise suspicion. So effectively, the uh, the identification of the body, this is an open-shut suicide case, done. The
3: coppers were like, oh yeah. It's a suicide. Yeah, easy, only... easy.
1: This one. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah.
0: okay. oh, I
3: uh, got, got
1: it. Case Spontaneous combustion suicide, <laughs>
3: is not it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Say no more.
0: We've had ten of them this year, it's so <laughs> only the third of January. <laughs>
3: um,
0: <laughs> so uh, it wasn't actually until the uh, the coroner got hold of it, uh, the case, that he said, "Oh, there's something not right about this." Oh. The coroner was a chap called Bentley Purchase, <laughs> which is a hell of a name. he then became servantly purchased not after this but later on he was a a very famous coroner actually he uh, was the coroner for the John Haig murders the acid bath bath which is a horrendous crime and another guy called John Christie who was a another horrendous crime crime, which was like a multi-murder so that was later on that was probably in the 40s and 50s but um, so he was quite a high profile coroner and this is probably one of his first uh, major sort of investigation cases where he sort of turned it around from being, oh, that's a suicide, to, oh, hang on a minute, there's an issue here.
1: Mm. I bet the police loved him.
0: Uh, well, probably, oh, made more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so he was suspicious and ordered a, a proper post-mortem. When the post-mortem was taking place, they examined the body, as you do, they turned it over and they realised there were two gunshot wounds. What? One to the back, one to the side, back down the side, the flank, if you like.
2: So they didn't spot that when they didn't. Anywhere. They
0: didn't. Well, well, you wouldn't be looking for it. It's a char badly charred, burned body. You go, oh.
1: Don't touch anything. Yeah. We just want to check it for gunshot wounds. You no, ain't doing you
2: that. Don't, they don't it do it. That You would now. Don't do that now that you would now. Back in the day, mm. the coppers sort back of... probably
0: all thanks to Bentley Perches. Yeah. Oh, mm.
2: well
0: so that revealed two gunshot wounds, mm-hmm. um, and it was quite obvious that the victim had died before the fire oh, had been started. Yeah. So that comes back to the whole, why wasn't he moving when he was burned? fire? He was already dead. The other thing that was pretty obvious, that it wasn't him, and there were two things. The most obvious was that they found something charred in the clothes to say it was someone else anyway. But the, the, the other <laughs> thing was that the teeth uh, were of a much younger man. So my great-grandfather was... Uh, early 40s the guy who eventually died was mid-20s so early mm, mid-20s okay. wow
1: so they could do dental records
0: back then well the the way they did it was they actually got the dentist of the guy who um, they found out the name of the guy from his he had a post office stamp book in which was burnt but you could still make out the name on it oh. of uh, a a name a, a man called walter Spatchick. I Which mean, is a interesting names. name. Interesting.
2: Yeah. This is fantastic.
0: So, names. they got the name, they went to the do- uh, the dentist and went, have you got his dental records? Yes I have, here they are. Oh, they match these teeth. That was <sighs> it.
1: And do you just love that you had to put your dentist information on your post book? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but your <laughs> <the laughs> dentist also, <laughs> they would, they would yeah. have actually drawn pictures of your teeth, wouldn't they? Yeah. They would have had to yeah. make like, ah,
0: sketches. And there. they were all in the same area, so they are probably in the same mm next road and you know they didn't have to travel very
3: far I mean if the
1: post office asked me for my dental records or my dentist in this GDPR Mm. nightmare (laughs) I'm
3: not not entitled sorry you know you said I'd interrupt and I will
2: (laughs) It hasn't
3: said that the fact they got his actual name from the laundry tag in his shirt Walter Spatchett's shirt had his name sewn in it and where he got his laundry done they were like oh yeah that's his shirt Mm. but
0: the main bit was the post office book <laughs> so but
3: is
1: Walter so hang on I'm confused now is Walter Spatchett the man that was burnt
0: so yes. he is the man that was burnt oh so I thought Walter
1: Spatchett was the dentist
0: no 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 no, no. oh no, he's no, the no. dentist oh. Dave Benson just Phillips right?
3: <laughs> wow That's just, just, just a man just dentist
0: just a man he's just a dentist um, so, what, so Walter Spatchett just a little bit about him uh, and obviously I well I obviously feel bad for Walter because my family is responsible for his untimely demise or one person was I don't know whether he had a wife or kids or or any descendants whatever but uh, he was uh, yeah he was a 25 year old he was a debt collector uh, who it transpired that actually he was friends with Samuel Furness and um, had bailed him out several times on uh, just for money and he needed money no work etc so it was those sorts of desperate times mm. but he was his friend um, so that's just a little bit of a back of who this chappy was and so now this was a murder investigation uh, where good. yeah where was Samuel Furness now oh so um, I can read out the uh, the uh, wanted poster yeah. If you yeah. Like. so from the Metropolitan Police wanted murder capital letters oh. bold <laughs> <laughs> what font what font the Times New Roman. <laughs> I a think this might hand. actually be it's the murder, murder font the top bit the Metropolitan Police is their standard font um, for the willful murder of Walter Spatchett whose dead body was found on the 3rd of January 1933 in a shed to the rear of 30 Hawley Crescent Camden Town occupied as an office by the wanted man. Samuel James Furness, born 1890, about six feet, well-built and set up, complexion fair, fair, uh, hair fair, thin on the front, eyes hazel, same as mine,
3: full face,
0: square jaw, gunshot wounds on the left leg and both arms, a long scar on his right bicep showing marks uh, uh, of 13 stitches, stitches, one tooth missing in the upper front jaw, uh, which may be replaced by a false tooth oh. uh, when last seen on the 7th of January 1933 was wearing a brown suit, black shoes, light trench coat with a sliding belt brown and red check lining edging with brown leatherette binding very wow. specific very specific yeah, mean, awesome. he's a well dressed, I mean the photos he's a dapper chap he was also uh, also a brown overcoat a grey soft felt hat and a bluish coloured cap Possesses a fair sum of money, and I'll just come back to that in a minute, in position, uh, possession of a revolver, oh dear. which they are assuming to, that he had. He is passed by the name of Raymond Rogers, mm. but might assume any other name.
1: So they already thought that he was going by a different name?
0: Potentially, yeah. Wow. I've, never, I've not seen that anywhere else apart from this wanted poster, but wow. uh, uh, and then there's a few photos of him. Uh, he might seek employment in the building or decorating trade as a foreman or workman or in the mercantile marine as a steward or seaman and may take lodgings at a boarding house apartment house coffee house which mm-hmm. were very good for coffee and sleeping in those days <laughs> cottage just cottage <laughs> or any place taking male lodges oh. a warrant for his arrest has been issued and extradition will be applied for any person having knowledge of his whereabouts are requested to inform the nearest police station at once. So, mm. this is a wanted man on the run.
1: So when um, they talk about extradition, do they mean that in relation to this country? Yeah. Or do they think they might have
0: fled the country as well? Uh, potentially. Oh my God. They don't know. They don't know. I mean, well, this they said he
1: might be on a seaman.
0: Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. So he, he was last seen on the seventh. Uh, so the, the murder was third of January. Last seen on the seventh. This was dated the fourteenth of January. So it's a week on. So he could have gone abroad by then. Just going back on the, the, the last sum of money. What Walter Spatcher being a debt collector, had his takings for the day on him. Oh. Uh, at the time he would have been murd- At the time he would have been murdered. He, he didn't have anything in his wallet. But they knew he would have had forty pounds at least on him, which today is about three grand. Yes. Wow. Shit, weed. Weed. Yeah. Wow.
2: yeah. fucking hell! I wish forty quid was three grand now. Yeah.
0: That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <Lamentable>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bloody minted. Bloody
0: word. The interesting thing about the whole story, generally, is that this was the first ever manhunt that was on the BBC radio uh, on the wireless. So it was the first ever time that yeah. the BBC asked for information on a murder suspect.
2: Oh That's wow!
1: Cool. Ever. I wonder if they've got any like archive yeah, footage of
3: that. there's
0: right? probably something somewhere. Yeah. yeah. If you go on uh, the internet and type his name in, it's uh, uh, there's news articles, you know, front page of the mm. mirror and things like that. It's horrendous. It's uh, so it was. It was. It was the big news story of the day, and it was all around the world as well. So all, all the major papers had it in there as well.
3: Because it had been on the radio, so it had gone.
2: Yeah, Yeah. like 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 the uh, like the internet of today, the radio wasn't it back then. (laughs) It (laughs) is
3: blasting in your ears. It is,
1: and here we are, flash forward nearly a hundred years in the (laughs) future, and we're blasting in your ears with the same story.
2: You're right. We are.
1: So then that what game. happened?
0: So, uh, well, that wanted poster was the 14th of January. It was actually captured on the 15th.
1: So oh! oh. I wanted he wanted it to did. be at large for at least, good. like, yeah. a year. Well, not really. He, well... <laughs> it just makes the story better. Yeah. You know, he should have been caught. It's that's a shame. Well, well I can't, done, Metropolitan Police. I can't well, embellish that. Come on, Metropolitan Police. Come it. on, Metropolitan Police.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't embellish that anymore. However, uh, you know, that that's getting on for uh, well just a week ten days after the murder so no, he, he'd been on the run for that time, time. Yeah. in those days people didn't travel around loads and yeah you could get the train but you probably wouldn't go too far been pretty
2: stressed um, by then as well oh yeah you?
0: very but the reason why he was caught was because he'd sent uh, a letter to his brother-in-law oh, who man. lived in Southend and the letter says uh uh, said something along the lines of bring um, a large bag of clothes for me and I will meet you t- on the 15th I- in yeah. Southend at your house. So we'd only got to Southend, which isn't that far away, it's so in just uh, sort of South Essex. And um, so did the police
1: intercept that letter? No, did his
0: brother. Get his brother the... shopped oh. him in. His brother in law oh. shopped him in.
1: Oh, brother in law, wow, well, you know, that's fair game, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, well. uh, yeah.
3: Probably a good
1: one, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd shop my brother in law in. But then, if you got. Sorry, going... Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyena if you're listening to this podcast I'm (laughs) sorry
2: you're shocked
0: but then I guess if you think about it in those days if he was public enemy number one
1: do you think there would have been money as well Would there have been money for it like information maybe oh yeah like possibly possibly Mm. maybe well maybe there's nothing on the murder uh, what's his name Ranj Ranj Raj Rav Rav you know the big rugby player Rav that does Uh, crime stuff oh
0: yeah a bit like him Yes. (laughs) yeah. Yes, <laughs> So, uh, they, yes, he, he shot him into police, police said, okay, we will meet you when you're due to meet him, and they arrested him there and then, obviously, <gasps> and they took him back to Kentish Town Police Station, which I I in those days should... I believe they had to just take them back to where the incident actually happened, right. basically. Uh. Um, Because of jurisdiction, probably, I suppose. I guess so, I guess so. Uh, When when he was taken back there, he was offered the opportunity to confess, effectively, uh, which he did to a degree, albeit he didn't say it was a murder. He said, as as usual, uh, I was cleaning my gun uh, when it accidentally went off. Well, if you can believe that, you can believe anything. And it went off twice as well. <laughs> I was cleaning my gun, Aww. it went off twice. In, in his bag. And then uh, I sat him
1: down, yeah. I was about to call the ambulance, yeah. and money then for some reason, loads of methylated spirits <laughs> just fell on him. And
3: I just had to pick up the money. I mm. yes.
1: picked up the money to stop the methylated spirits I'm going like, on And I typed
3: a And then
1: as mm. I went to leave the door, the lock created <laughs> sparks which flew over to them and... Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's totally believable. <laughs> Strong defense. I
0: did did think, uh, well, according to the the write up on it, he did sort of say that he made it look like a suicide to to solve the issue. It was an accident, but I tried to solve it. It was a bad Mm. idea. Who knows? He was obviously destitute, had money issues.
3: Desperate. uh, Yeah.
0: It was a desperate time. It's not excusing it, but, you know, it's different to now. Well, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult one to sort of have as a family heirloom if you like to sort of reconcile exactly what happened but um yeah obviously feel for the walter spatchett because there's nothing he did no um but then i can see that you, you know there was there was issues there at his side yeah. yeah probably stemming from the wall as i say but that's not quite the end of it the final final twist in the tale so on the uh, it was on the 17th of january walter spatchett turned out
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <No. laughs> like, Surprise, we're in it together He's definitely dead, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely
0: dead. Um, So on the, on the evening of the 17th of January It's obviously very cold 1930s prison You know, No, no probably no heating um, right. I wouldn't have thought uh, He asked for his overcoat to be given to him So he could keep warm overnight On the morning of the 18th One of the guards noticed he was putting something to his lips Oh so in his overcoat, he'd sewn in a, a vial of hydrochloric oh. acid. What?
3: Hydrochloric acid. And, acid. and he but drank it? He drank it. To yeah. oh oh kill himself. God. Um,
0: That's he survived, serious. He survived for a few hours, uh, oh. but died in the hospital, Yeah, right? yeah, well, yeah. obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, Jeez Louise. Louise. <laughs> um, his final words were, my dear wife.
3: The dear wife who'd asked to bring in that overcoat, can
0: I add? Oh. Yes. Well,
1: I mean, well, no, I think he I had subjected to a little bit of like premeditation. Yeah. Like, he knew that oh, he, he was going to do something well,
0: yeah. into his coat. So, yeah. he knew that he might he result have to in take... him
1: having to take his own life.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if he, he, he knew. Was convicted, could
1: he would yeah. been...
0: have been. Well, probably would have been. Yeah, he would have yeah, been.
1: Maybe, when did yeah. capital punishment end in this country? Six no, six. that was
0: our, yeah. So, the. So, he could have received the death. Yeah, he could have and probably would have done.
3: Yeah.
2: Gosh. Wow.
0: Which, you know. It's horrible.
1: I mean, it's a bit, it's a movie. It's a sad movie. It's, bit, but it's sad.
3: I mean, think of the desperation in, in every aspect of it. You know, like
1: yeah. You know, well, the backdrop of
0: the yeah the depression yeah. coming off the wall I mean, probably having past traumatic I mean, stress disorder. No, yeah, to thaw there's down. no
3: excuse for murder. But no. I think it's a. Uh,
0: it's not a cold. Well, it was cold blooded. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but if there
2: was one, Gina,
3: that would be it. <laughs>
1: Gina's quote of the episode. There's no, no excuse, excuse
3: for murder. murder. No excuse. Apart from this, no <laughs> I, mean, I, I just think it must've, he must have been really...
1: Yeah. Were you ever interested to see, like, because you looked into your family tree and family, were you ever interested to see whether um,
0: Walter had family? Did you look into that? I, did you see anything? I did initially, yeah. I mean, there's... There is, there's, a, there's I mean, an, what? I've looked,
3: and there is an image of his funeral. Oh yeah, the What's funeral it?
0: cortege his is on Getty image. Images, yeah. Yeah, there's
3: mm. a huge, it's a huge procession, his funeral procession. I think procession that was,
0: was probably because it was such a high-profile yeah. thing at the time, rather than him having loads of family, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's 25 years old, so possibly he did have kids in a yeah, wife. He might but have had a child. There's nothing ever said anywhere, poor wife, poor kids, leaves, mm. two yeah, kids. it's usually not, like usually, like they a bit yeah Yeah. say he yeah. is...
1: Because I don't, I don't to, it's to, not a superseded, blah, 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 is it? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but no. like you know, he's what's the word when you? It's like he is dot 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 yeah. by his success, well uh, uh, survived, survived,
3: by
0: his yeah, yeah.
1: Of, yeah. not you know, superseded. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Apologies to all these batches out there, but Aww, uh, nice. it's nothing to do with me. I just feel as though yeah, it's it's quite close really. Yeah. As a history it. that you wouldn't have known about. Is. And the weird thing is my dad never knew about it until I found out. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. That's which crazy. is ten years ago.
0: Um, wow wee. And my my nan obviously doesn't want us talking about it much.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so you decided to... decided to come on a podcast and talk more about <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it. Well, I don't know, well, we're
0: not naming any names there, but like, your nan was only a baby, uh, like She four was years five. Old,
3: four or five. But she was on the front oh, page wow. of the mirror and stuff like yeah. that. Oh my god. Obviously, so the paper, well, still, the sense, as they are now, they don't, mark, you know, they don't care
0: about who they no. picture. Yeah. So there's, there's one final thing to this, is that uh, Gina, my wife, sitting here.
3: Oh, no, not here, As always. <laughs>
0: chopping in. She she went to the uh, also obviously interested in true crime she went to the uh, uh, Museum of London back in 2015-2016 when there was a a temporary exhibit of the um, uh, the, uh, Metropolitan Police Crime Museum and there are several exhibits uh, that they still show Uh, at the time Gina didn't know that this was going to be an exhibit as such Um, but uh, upon sort of walking around it became clear that this was actually one of the exhibits. So the, the charred chair oh that Walter Spachy was sitting in, there's a photo here which we can probably show you.
3: Yeah, we'll um, hold that
0: on, uh, is Instagram. an actual exhibit.
3: What? Yes. Oh, no. yes. They still got it. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah but you can say that. Okay. I can say. So I went with my friends, another friends, Naomi, and we were queuing up outside, and I was think. I said to her, actually, I know. I remember there was something about Rob's family. There was a murder in in London. I wonder if that's... I wonder if they have that there. And then we were chatting and we went in, didn't think anything else of it. There were lots of exhibition bits about kind of, uh, you know, Jack the Ripper, you know, the usual, all that kind of thing, the craze. Walk around the corner. It's one of the main exhibits. It was one of the main (laughs) three exhibits, just because it was the biggest manhunt at the time. And so they had the chair and yeah, it was just like in the centre bit, and I said to Amy, I was like, "That's what I was talking to you about oh outside." Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Obviously, I was like, and, and the other, the other weird texting thing. Rob. That's why I bought <laughs> yeah that book. Yeah, the book
0: they were
3: looking
0: for. <laughs> um, the, the other weird thing that happened was that we were watching document, True Crime documentaries one day with, uh, uh, and one of them was narrated by Martin Kemp. Of course. Oh, uh, yes. And that was on there. Was yeah. that? I wonder if this isn't. A- oh, it is it. oh its
3: yeah. Ah, so it was easy. on an episode called
0: "Trial by Fire." Oh, yeah.
3: and it's probably—I'm not sure we could.
0: Uh, probably on YouTube or something.
2: Yeah. Summer, yeah. Well, Weird. Google it because we're not going to put a link up.
3: No, oh, we yes, can't we get it like, to work. We really?
2: don't. We don't do links. We don't do. Don't links. be lazy. Mm. <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> don't be mean to Alice no. <laughs>
0: So Gosh. that's that is the story of that's Samuel amazing, James Ford. That is crazy. amazing. Absolutely Thank you for
2: crazy. coming and telling us. My pleasure, thanks for inviting me.
0: me. That's amazing. I can't
2: believe that. What what a legacy. Yeah.
3: Well, hopefully not. Wow. <laughs> well, I've got, got
0: the hazel eyes and the
3: uh, yeah, strong jaw. Strong Just checking
2: for hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Mm. Just pat him down every time he leaves the hydrogen. Yeah. Make sure he's not sewn a violin. Can you, can you sew that
1: violin? And he
3: does me to do it. And yeah. if he ever not, asks you to bring a, a coat him.
1: to him, don't <laughs> you know, do it. <laughs> Never bring him a coat ever again. Yeah. No. Wow, that was amazing. So Thank, you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, both. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was
2: so great. And who would have known that one of our friends has murderous pasts? In not his family. In his family. <laughs> not him personally. <laughs> we need to heavily stress that. Uh, oh, yes, definitely. He's not murderous. That we know of. That we know of.
1: <laughs> right, so I've got a listener's story Excellent. to finish off the session.
2: Mm. The session. <laughs> This session has been fantastic
1: Episode 53 I kind of want to call it Spontaneous Combustion Suicide (laughs) Or I think that should be one of Epsilon Beats' songs on the album
2: Spontaneous Combustion Suicide I (laughs) lit up when I
1: was sat in my chair And you didn't care Spontaneous Combustion Suicide (laughs) Listeners Leftovers (laughs) We'll edit all of that out Amazing Anyway, this story comes from Ari Tapia And she says I just moved to my new apartment in the city The landowner says that nobody lasts here for more than a month Since there were a lot of hauntings that happened here I said I didn't really believe in ghosts And both the location and the amenities are good anyway So I chose it This is to name a few of the hauntings the landowner said to me Number one There was a family who had called priests numerous times into this apartment because each of their family members had been exercised. The landowner only discovered this before the family decided to move out. She asked one of the priests if the house can be blessed or exercised to which she received an advice just to demolish the house because it cannot be saved. What? Number two. There was a family of five who had a toddler who befriended one of the spirits in the house. During a 12... during at 12 a.m. to 2 a.m., the t- child would step out of the parents' bed and no. climb downstairs. No. When the parents woke up, they found the child sleeping with a knife in oh, his hand no. and their porcelain shattered to bits. They threw all the knives and decided to use plasticware from that point onwards. They decided to move out. When they woke up one night, they found their child sleeping next to them, holding the same knife no. they found before.
2: no, no. No. And
1: Like, that makes me shit my pumps. I know. And number three, a couple rented the same apartment months before I moved in. The girl is a vlogger who records late at night to feature makeup tutorials while the guy is an IT person who works the night shift. One night, the girl was recording when one of her lights busted. When she fixed the light, she went back to recording only to find her face and arms were full of scratches like she'd been clawed. She thought they were from the shards of glass, but she realised that they never healed and the scratch marks were getting longer and longer. They moved. out because their relationship was falling apart and the guy did not want to be with the girl anymore due to the scratches that she bore. What a dick. According to the landlady, she looked like someone who smashed her face in a mirror. (gasps) There were long, deep marks in her face. The landlady felt sorry for the girl, so let her go without paying for the last month's rent. Oh, my God. Anyway, these are mere stories, and the landowner presented no evidence to these cases. I just hope I last longer here than those before me. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa. Ari, I would not be moving in there at all. No, thank you. Not today. No way, Not today.
2: You need to let us know how you get on.
1: Yeah, please get in touch and let us know if you have any activity within I'm your new no apartment. I'm a bit
2: that. I don't think you should move in.
1: Like, when you know stuff like that as well. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <gasps> Ooh. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening to episode 53 wow. of Not For The Dinner Table. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not, why not check out some of our other true crimey episodes, such as...
2: true crimey true crimey true crimey episode
1: 33 conspiracy fondue princess diana that was great episode 39 i don't know how he died that was great and episode 10 the west murders that was harrowing yes links for these can be found in the show notes if we finally work out how to do that Mm. if you'd like to help the podcast grow then spread the word and tell a friend about not for the dinner table if you'd like to go one further than that then please leave a review wherever you found the podcast you can follow us on our social media services on twitter
2: (laughs) at (laughs) nftdt on
1: instagram at
2: not for the underscore dinner table
1: on facebook
2: at not for the dinner table on tiktok oh at NFTDT. Yes.
1: And you can email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com with your listener stories. And we love yes. love hearing them. So send them in. It's our favourite part of the show. Please do. Absolutely. And if you don't want to send a listener story, you might want to send us a version of your. A jingle. A jingle. Not your jingle. Your a jingle, version of my our jingles. jingles. Of the Jingle O Queen. The podcast is written and produced by us, Sophie and David. Our logo was created by Kaylee. You can see more of her work on Instagram at... Kay Creates Design, she's fabulous, look her up. Our music was by Chris Scott and remember, Everyone is welcome at our dinner table. They are,
2: except, except Samuel furnace
1: Unfortunately, so. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. oh Cheers. She, oh, that was rubbish. It's oh, because it's full again. You filled it up before it ended. I oh, know. Yeah, do.
2: I'm a bright alcohol bully. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Bye. A busy bitch alcohol bully. <laughs> You're a
1: busy bitch alcohol
2: bully. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I have stuff to do. I've got my shark vacuum to go. I need to go and vacuum everywhere.
0: The dinner table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.